0: All right, he's doing the thing. All right, so normally what we do is we do just a 10-second intro of yourself um, because we'll cut it up modularly. If you ever show up to another, we don't have to do it again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't do any of the work for this. My friend does. I just told him I would babble, and he can record it and use it for content. He's a filmmaker. So we'll start with you. 10 seconds, who you are, what you
1: do, and anything you might want him to find you at. All right, I'm Sai Castells. I am a writer and a poet, and um, I've got um, essays on Medium. Just search for Sai Castells.
2: Oh, uh, I'm uh, Tobias Beezer. I am a casual cosplayer. I have an Instagram. I do TikTok stuff. Okay. Same name under those things? Uh, it's under uh, Funky Space Cowboy 1976. Sounds like a plan.
0: Yeah. You're older than me?
2: I am mean, guessing no, that's the year you were no, born. No, no, it comes from, it's a reference to a okay. video game I played. I was going to so say, you did not look older than me. No, I'm only I'm Not all numbers are birthdates. <laughs> right, but
0: it,
3: Overall, I understand that. So. I guess I'm used gotcha. to, uh,
0: I grew up when the internet was new, and that's what everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> I've had my email address at Yahoo for 23 it's
1: years. All, it, it, it's also, It's also, sometimes it's uh, graduation year, too. Yeah, that's true. All
4: right. Uh, I'm Hex Raymond. Um, I do weird piano music. Um I have an album that's coming out soon, but um I don't really have a musician profile or anything yet, but it'll be out on Flowerpot Records. Welcome the to, to the club. No,
0: no. Hi.
3: No.
0: So we, we've started recording, feel free to sit down.
3: Okay, this is Gabby. Hi, yes, Hi. I'm Rebecca. Pleasure. I haven't
2: met anyone. I'm Hex, nice to meet you. I'm Tobias. I'm sorry. Si. Nice I didn't really
4: recognize
1: I'm so sorry. That was People
0: change a lot during any sort of transitional
4: you look period. Too. <laughs> like the, the only, like, the last time I saw you, it was like really dark. Yeah. <laughs> and i did. put this in the middle here. So, I'll just give you
0: guys a quick rundown. Okay. Normally, what this is, is it's our monthly friends meetup. We kind of talk about what we're doing and we might have a topic. Um, this one is a lot more structured because I'm hijacking it to steal your ideas for an art project. Now, so we are recording, just for your knowledge. Um, we just started, to, decided to start hitting record so my friend can use it for additional content for his film company. So he could have a podcast.
3: Oh, how
5: fun!
0: Because we, we would talk anyways and we said, who cares if anyone likes it? It's just, you know, here's the thing. And the other friend was... Uh, uh, maybe TikTok too? He does those video game walkthrough things.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, There's probably a YouTube. Down. It might have been Twitch. 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 <laughs> Twitch.
0: There you go.
1: Knowing what all they, what, what them all are is, is a young man's game.
0: <laughs> so the normal shtick is for the new people you say who you are what you do and what you want, might want people to find you in about 10 seconds if you can. If you can. Because what we'll do is we'll cut it up later.
5: Right now as well. Thank you. Um, I'm Rebecca, I'm a freelance writer, and what am I supposed to Well, like, what what?
0: you said what you did, if you want them to find you anywhere, like online or whatever.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, like, I have a website, it's just my, my full name, but it's not anything, like,
0: crazy. It's Do you want people to actually find it? No, it's okay. Okay, right, like, <laughs> stay away, you people are kind of, probably scary. Perfectly acceptable. <laughs> And for you?
5: Oh, uh, hi! I'm Gabby. I'm a machinist, Ooh. and honestly, I'm just getting back on the creative train. So right now, we're just hopping on.
0: I uh, was a quality inspector for many years in many machine shops.
5: Oh man, what a word! I I hear that all the time. So
0: you, I was the bane of your existence.
5: Yeah, I'm just like it, well, more so. Yeah, if you audited, like if you'd come to audit me, we'd probably be more mortal <laughs> enemies, right? But you know. Oh yeah. Yes. We beat we the system last year. I have so a degree in
3: engineering,
0: but I am full-time artist. Is my current uh, job title, which means I'm unemployed. Yes,
1: <laughs> means the same thing. I I am. Um, I get to say that I'm a full-time student. So, <laughs> you know, I did that for six years.
5: You know, that's a, being a student, though, is so much fun that it's not I, necessarily I, a bad thing to say.
1: I
0: had a blast. It's where Sometimes I met my, fun. all my Sometimes writer fun. friends and most of my creative Sometimes
5: friends. <laughs> so, I was going to say, are you, um, as a full time artist, are you, like, what kind of field do you like? I work
0: in, in I have pictures. I am a junk artist. Oh. I basically find things and turn them into other things. I'm also a writer.
5: It's very engineer like though. And so. the project we're
0: talking about is this heavily multimedia project. That is uh, the Analog Kingdom. That is a throne of working TVs. Oh
5: my god. And it, the
0: costume is part of it too. That is the Destructive King.
5: That's amazing. Shit, oh, j- some of these your way
0: too. These are free. If you would like a little background information, here is the Analog Kingdom book. And then the first of the second book we're going to use for the Board's Temple Basement Man. That is a jigsaw, meaning I or apart snippets of other people's stuff. So you can have as many
4: of those as you want for free. Thank you so much. The analog Kingdom book has a bunch of really cool, like, photographs. It, that's very art zini, like And it, oh it was kind of like the guidebook I built right before
0: I built that throne. Yes. So it's not in there. Everything that came before it is in there. A lot from an event called Destructicon I used to host.
5: Mm-hmm. Well it just seems like you have used a lot of your skills throughout your life and be, yeah. you were able to kind of combine it to that add, piano
0: it. thing you see on there uh, I had to get a lot of advice from other engineers too because it weighs over two thousand pounds There are five piano oh, soundboards yeah, in there there's five of them in there No and this person right here, Hex, actually played it.
5: Look at you, so you play piano? Yeah. Very awesome. He
0: destroyed it with no, like,
3: pre-knowledge
0: like knowledge at all. He just went to town on it. They. 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 I'm sorry, my mistake. Or if you want she. But they. I'm Tell learning, and it's my mistake. Nope, it's fine. Oh, the
5: okay. so pronouns are they?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. They not Correct. That's why I try to usually stick with that person, especially when I know someone's transitioning, because it gets me easier into getting where yeah. they want.
3: Yeah. Oh a, yeah, there's lots of different that's ways. A,
0: that's the least offensive that I can think of if I make a mistake. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like,
5: if it's the first time, I'm like, go ahead correct me, and I will.
0: I and please do I, always yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, the next book I want to do is gonna be about trans people.
1: I um, I wanna I wanna be involved. Um but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's here's another thing. Um, I'm further into my transition, so I pass a lot a lot better than some, than some people. But I'm also trans. Um, I, May use, I ask
5: you a pronoun preference. I use they
1: them or he him. Either one works fine.
3: Okay.
1: Um, and um, so yeah, but like actually, when, when, uh, when, one person um, told me that. The trick that 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 he was using with with um, figuring with remembering friends' pronouns was just to like was like um the person's uh, they would he would put them in he would put the pronoun next to the person's name in the person's in 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 his phone. Okay. So he would always see it when when they were texting, and would all would also for like force himself to think like every time you think about that person force yourself to use that pronoun in your, in your head?
0: Uh, I grew up in a small town, so yeah. obviously my early language never really included any of that, I mean, so it just takes me a while to figure it out, yeah. and it's a little harder when it's the non-binary ones for me, so I try to, when I know that it's something that it's in transition, I try to either say their name or that person mm-hmm. just so that I can start getting closer yeah. to where they want me to be oh, without trying to be an a-hole
5: you see the effort.
0: He, him, or yes, the that's or? yeah. I'm a straight cis white male, so I'm all the things that most of the people <laughs> fight against. I'm an ally. I drive a rainbow car.
5: Your shoes as well. People, I just people, saw.
0: Yes, they're very colorful. People think I'm gay a lot for some reason. Hmm. My dad. My dad's a straight man who likes
1: musical theater. So. <laughs> I know. So I mean, I disagree. But he. Uh, but he also played uh, Ben Franklin in in 1776. So. Kind of the straightest musical theater I've worn a dress can. several occasions I look terrible in them
2: <laughs> or, so did I actually the first staff
0: photos from my art group was a beauty pageant parody where I won because I was wearing the dress and then my wife at the time was the one who lost because it was just funny I'm divorced now thankfully
5: oh, cheers you to your freedom my yeah
0: well and my son's mother is another person just to avoid the confusion now
5: perfect absolutely there. You don't want me asking how old your son? He is seven. Oh, how, that's a fun age.
0: He's he's sick right now, but his mother and her grandparents, her parents, have him covered. They're good. That's good.
5: I have some honorary nephews. and They're six and okay. One is about to be five. And, it's, and the six-year-old's gonna be seven in April. So I'm like I know all about that age because I've been you know in their life since like pre-birth. So. And
0: my best friend's not here. He's the one who usually he's the one who does the editing on this and all the hard stuff. Okay. Um, he's not here because of his son. He's got to take care of his kid.
5: No, this
0: is the season. Got a He's got a 9-year-old. Uh, the kid has developmental disorders, so it's when he's ill, it's even worse. Because he doesn't always react well. He gets frustrated easily.
5: Gotcha. Respect that. So it's all good.
0: Yeah, I'm that way. It's I'm to grow up. <laughs> I definitely have a will for child, that's for sure.
5: It's a good thing. But In many we ways.
0: We have a lot of creative stuff and some of what we're gonna talk about today, the analog kingdom, this magical world I've been inventing, he's part of it too. I tie almost every character that I'll have on that I'll introduce to you guys today is uh some basis of somebody I know, one of which is a transperson, person. Terrific. Um and his persona is somewhere between a drag king and a super villain. Alright,
1: I'm into so, it.
0: Yeah, because I was really hoping oh, he would no, show no, no, no. up today, but he had a lot going on. Because I want this to be his like, the yeah, genesis of the philosophy behind what he'll develop into his own performance. He is a musician, he just hasn't gone the performing route yet on anything other than playing instruments. Okay. So I would like to see him get out there and have those balls, metaphorically.
5: Absolutely. And
0: do it. And I don't mind making him the costumes I've already made him have, but I like playing dress-up with my friends.
5: Why not? You know it happened? might
0: have something to do with the game. I'd like to <laughs> order something when we have yeah. a chance. You guys still looking around for food? Oh, if you haven't already, I'll just wait.
5: No, but then go ahead. I, like I said, my, my nephew had a birthday party today, so...
4: You're all stuffed full of cake and whatever?
5: Yeah, cake mainly, because it's yeah. uh, pretty, pretty delicious.
4: I just want, uh, I want the strawberry banana bliss
0: Right. so um, my job before this was a data analyst. I am really good at that because I am hypomanic. I process data stupidly quickly. My short-term memory is terrible, which means I write everything down. But I have gigantic amounts of it because I think of everything all the time.
5: Do you carry a notebook with you? Oh
0: yeah, that's what. There's notebooks on the table, by the way. Feel free oh, if you can't get a word in Edgewise on anything to write things down. Okay. And I may or may not steal them, or Do you want them for, for your pens? own thing. Here's one for now. We may have to share a bit. I wound up running a little short on pens. Do you guys have?
5: Pens I think down I have. Does anyone need a pen?
2: I I think I also have some things in my bag too.
5: Okay.
0: Um, Um, And I have more books
5: This one? Thank you, it's my favorite show. My friend got it for me. Here's
0: another notebook if you decide to need some. Absolutely.
5: That's That's,
0: what the notebooks are for, is just so, because I know if I don't, if I can't get out to say what I want to say right away, I'll forget it five minutes later. Gotcha. So I write it down.
2: My sister
5: has a magnet that says stay golden on it. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what you need, my friend. Just spread the love.
0: So, this is a multimedia project. I'm keeping it under the moniker the Analog Kingdom right now. It started with those two sculptures there, and I need to keep them relevant or. They will not tolerate keeping them in the warehouse, they're still in for much longer. So cool, you have a warehouse. Um, I don't own the warehouse, this is Ingenuity Cleveland, I work with them. Oh, cool. both items are over 10 feet tall and they're huge space takers. I do pay for a space there, and these don't fit in them. So, my studio, which is a whole bunch of chunk storage unit, um, they won't even fit in. Oh, good, they're huge. So, I've started putting out uh, some early like art grant type stuff, so time consuming, and how do you pay rent when you're doing it? And I'm also in a pitch competition, Accelerate, uh, in Cleveland, to try to win some money to do something with these things. I would like to upgrade them for performances. The hood is a musical instrument, but the hood needs mics. It would be a great place for having open mic things, for actually doing musical performances. The Throne could be, too, because it has a uh, security camera on it that you actually project on one of the screens. That would be nice. So not only that, as a performance for open mics or anything else, or just going up there and getting your photo, which is a lot of what it was, was this really cool photo booth, um, is I want to get some... Processors, some little uh, Raspberry Pi boards, yeah. and upgrade it so I can actually don't have to run everything off of VCR tapes. Like the the camera actually just records on an old VCR tape or DVD players. Each one of them is wired to its own.
2: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay. Um, <laughs> We're like, <"Wait> a <laughs> so,
0: I'd like to upgrade it. And during the last in June Unity Fest, there was this guy that runs a security camera company. So he has a lot of infrared type tech, and he had a way where you could walk past his camera and it, you look like the shadow walking across the static on the screen. He explained to me how the process is done. I have no idea what he's talking about, but I would love if I could purchase that equipment. Okay. And I want to debut all this in an open lens style event. No where it's free, you come in, you can take as many photos as you want, you can build your own portfolio, you can bring in your own models. I also wanna hire a model or two to walk around so you can use them if you need them and a photographer. And I wanna build some costumes of some of the characters in my imaginary universe and have them roaming around for either you to use, us to get our own photos. It's all kind of like this junk art aesthetic. Um, and also the film guy who normally records this, We'd like to do some five minute shorts of about six of the characters so that he can have them as a portfolio package to submit to a band we've been courting to come here and do their music video. Um, they're they're called Nightclub. They're like an 80s synth, kind of a pop rock techno kind of a thing. And there's two members. There's a female singer and then there's the guy that runs everything else.
5: That's all you need.
0: Um, well, we want them to come and do their music video at our stuff the same building the last two times MGK was in town the rapper yeah they used our building to build his sets I guess he came in the building and was fascinated by my thing if anyone was ever
1: going to actually buy those things it would be somebody with money like that I'm glad I brought Tobias because um, because he uh, does cosplay and you mentioned costuming
0: I do I do lots of my own cosplay too Um, and you'll see the Destructive King sitting on the throne So a lot of what we're gonna talk about today is the characters, and I'm looking for you guys to throw out whatever you want. The cool part about the Analog Kingdom is, I should get my description out, it's also in the front of those books. The Analog Kingdom is something like an alternate universe that's in between the other universes.
1: Ah, uh, so like the wood between the worlds. Yes,
0: think of like the static on the channels. Literally, it's one of the lines. We are the static between the channels. It's the shifting frequency of alternate universes where all the dead imagination goes to get recycled. Oh! It's constantly cool. shifting and it's constantly changing. It does not have to be linear. Okay. It can pull in characters that either, either people either know that are in your own stories,
3: okay.
5: or
0: they can be um, completely original. Okay. And they can even be merges and combinations of people.
1: Or they could, I imagine they could also be like historical. They can be. Wait till I tell you about Ride It's Drive It. Yeah.
0: The band. So uh, that book that they're holding right there too, it actually has four alternate versions I don't tell people. Just slight modifications. Lord's Temple Basement Men has four different versions that are radically different after you get past the initial intro. Um, one gets into a discussion on the binary, which, and then relates it to like a holy binary. Uh, and that's based off of content that got submitted. I've been taking quotes from poetry readings for years. Okay. I hold this workshop called Jigsaw, where we cut up poems, make new ones out of it. Oh, how fun. One yeah. of the techniques is called Bridge the Gap, where you get like the beginning line and the end line, and you gotta write the middle. Okay. It, it's one of these activities that I start them off with a cut up poem thing, then I do that, and then I do a prompt. Where everyone only has to write one stanza and then we all put it together. Slowly pushing them closer to their own content. Yeah. Super duper? Mm-hmm.
3: Beautiful.
1: Thank you. Is there ketchup? Yeah. yeah. See? Yeah, wrong. Well, you got Thank a you. table. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So, that little mini book right there is the first book. I would like to do a three book series. The first book was all kind of about stuff that came from the past beforehand. The second one is going to be about the present, so I want it to be their stories. I want it to be their culture. So Lord's Temple Basement Men is kind of like their religion and one of the earliest lines kind of describes what the religion is like how it's framed there is a character in there called the man and he is the uh, preacher slash slam poetry guy and he's basically dressed sort of like a long-haired hippie homeless guy
1: oh so he's like the dude
0: a little bit a little bit
1: (laughs) The man, the dude.
0: Right. Think of, like, <laughs> if the dude was a retired priest
1: that went into slam poetry. I mean, I could see that being the dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, like, uh, I actually know a dudist priest. I know a guy
0: a dude. like the married French.
1: He's, um, or they're, um, a transmasculine, non-binary, um, uh, they preach at a a, a a UCC church right now. Okay. Which one? And they're I'm... also uh, Archwood. Oh um, Part time. I used to go to the Ackman one.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, it's one of the better churches out there.
4: Uh, wait, uh, we, but you, wait, is, is, is you mean Unitarian Universe? No. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Then I, sorry, I thought. You, that, well, like, um, it's a
1: it's a common mistake
4: though. I was raised UU, and
1: my friend who is the Judas priest what was originally ordained in the UU church then couldn't find a job because of transphobia uh. and and um, then and now now preaches part-time at a UCC church after a lot of different experiences between them. I've got a
0: friend out in New York City whose actual religious affiliation is an ordained um, minister I guess whatever you would do for weddings. But his actual religious affiliation is Power Rangers.
5: Yay! you sometimes something? So, that's something.
1: That's something that I've actually been thinking a lot about is like how how things become religions, because we have people who are identifying as as um, Jedi, we have, like as their religion. We have like 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 I have like um, like I was actually telling you about you you before about. The final Pam, which is a mimetic Pam. Yes. Who is a mimetic goddess of death and and, oh, yeah. and, and, de- and, de- and destruction. Who now, now here's how the final Pam uh, began. And I could totally see her somehow tying into into this. Um, oh, she's not my creator. <coughs> I'm sure I'm sure her creators will, would be happy to share her. Um, so the McElroy brothers are podcasters and like media creators, and one of and one of their um, one of their series is a on U- a YouTube series called Monster Factory, where they play video games and they do their best to to like create uh, personalized characters in these video games that look as bizarre and, and hilarious and monstrous as they possibly can make them. And the character they created in um, Fallout 4 is a very frightening-looking and di- an extremely powerful woman named The Final Pam. And they actually hacked the code to make her omnipotent. And Is that a reference to Archer, that Pam? I don't know. I don't think so. They, they, it, no, they, they just wanted something that, that, that like like just fit the aesthetic feel of her and was also very powerful and like world ending. So they came up with the final pan. And she has three husbands and a thousand sons. <laughs> she also she, like, and like in, in um in Fallout Four, the, main, the, the, the the player character has a robot butler in the beginning of the game. That became one of her husbands. Um, she had a child with her robot butler, who is a, um, a either a can of peas or a can of coffee or a can of baby formula. It's never clear which. <laughs> can
5: perishable items.
1: Um. And she also has a, a, a she also has a son who's a ghost. It's and, and and at one point she like uh, at, lo, at, one, at one point she transformed her robot Butler husband into a human And that was fun. <laughs> anyway I rec- I'd I totally recommend you watch it. Well anyway, the final Pam kind of escaped the confines of her original creation and now has become like a legit like um, I I think that if she's not already she could very easily become a goddess like legitimately because she literally has this omnipotent world ending power and she's an extremely compelling character who has captured the minds and hearts of, 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 of hundreds of, or possibly thousands of people. All
3: right.
1: So, tabling
2: that,
0: because we will definitely talk about that later. Um, so couple of things here. If you guys come up with anything and it later comes back to me that we can use it for the book, like you write a, a story or anything that, that's one of my goals here, is that maybe I inspire you to steal something from here and do something with it. The other one is talking about what I would do to actually make these characters build their persona, either on paper or a costume for the photos that I would be using for that second book, too. Mm-hmm. Also, because it helps, too, whoever's in the costume could be in character that, that might have some lines to use. Which, a lot of what's in there, you'll see something that looks like quotes. They're lines I invented for the Destructa King. And he was kind of the first of this. He And he, he was actually a character at Destructicon. I started adding a lot more theatrics to the event so our photos looked cooler. Which, you guys don't know what the event is, but... I used to host this event where I fill my yard. I had about three acres in Ashtabula with things to break. And we spent the whole time the whole day breaking all those things. That's kind
5: of funny. That's awesome. We
0: had seven of those events. Um, the precursor to my TV throne is that cross of TVs that was in my backyard. How
5: did your grass handle
3: broken glass?
0: Leather gloves. Uh, we'd have a piece of dry well up, we would punch to We had a car, we would run into appliances oh, until it broke, and then we would smash it. The hoods for that car are on my art project hood.
3: <coughs> um,
0: when I lost the property, I burned the cross thing down. And then uh, I built the throne Is sort of like a sequel. So, you know, going with the religious metaphor, you the cross is destroyed and then he ascends to the throne. But the cool part about that is, is that I, I built pieces of costumes like TV helmets and little fake sledgehammers. So when people went and sat on the throne, everybody was the king.
5: Oh how fun.
0: It was a general idea of build your own kingdom and rule yourself.
5: So so I'm trying to get as best as I can a grasp your kind of vision so that I can help as best as possible. So is it pretty anarchist, you would say? -hmm. I would assume. It is anarchist,
0: although this guy pretends to kind of rule
5: over. The Destructing King. His psyche. He he kind of
0: does, but he also knows he doesn't. It's sort of, it's controlled chaos, but the universe shifts so much, there's no way to control it. So characters can switch in and out all the time.
1: I think, I think that, I think there might be something to that, because I, I think that, like, one of, like... Like you know it's almost like there are people who who, who are who oppose anarchy in in, in in that like oh but we have to have someone in charge. But that could be like a concession where, oh yeah, we do have a leader. Look, we have this 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 leader over here.
0: There's there's the figurehead, but yeah. also he also knows he's not
1: really in control yeah. of anyone. What which is you, the which is like like actually pretty great because no leader is actually in control. They just think they are and other people
4: think they are. Have armies to back. <laughs>
5: what if you did? Um, so I'm like a very avid reader. Have you, um, why am I? Have you ever read the book uh, Little Prince?
3: Is that what it's called? That's a French that a little... thing? Yeah.
5: Yeah. I mean... I saw... A, I had
0: French class in high school, so I saw some of the movies about him, but never the actual book.
5: So I just finished it. I mean, it's like I 80 pages, it's so it's good, not good. like a hard read. But there's a couple of times where the little prince basically <coughs> is living on his own asteroid, and he decides he wants to get away and kind of like spread his wings and get away from his rose. He goes to a couple of planets before he reaches Earth, and... Um, one of them for example is ruled by a king and it's just the king and he feels like he has to be a king and so his premise though is he asked people to do things that they were already going to do like He's like the little prince oh, yeah, stands up and the king says, I order you to stand, you stand, up. You stand up. Or it's like, yeah. like his, they literally have a debate about his argument being he only makes people technically do what they're just about to do. Like, oh, I order you to watch the sunset mm. because the guy just said. So it's kind of like you could do characters like that The play on maybe the distracted king is this very powerful looking, in his mind, like god ruler, but he's literally instructing people to just do what they were already going to do. Like, oh, between the hours of 4 and 8, you have to eat a meal. And it's like most people eat dinner at 4. You know, like, you
0: know what I mean? So there's a bit of, like, uh, the Mad Queen from Alice in Wonderland in him. Yeah. And a lot of him's based on me. Okay. So one of my personal aesthetics is I always hate to see people who waste their potential. So there's a little bit of uh, It's a combination of narcissism and uh, trying to motivate people to do the things. So in that, you could say he's going <clears> to... <throat> Tell people to do what they were already gonna do, but he tries to do it to motivate them to do what they were already capable of doing. Mm.
1: There you go. So
0: and, that, and that's a really close to some of my own personal philosophies. See, it, that
1: one is obviously based off of me.
3: Yeah. So or there's I know him also, the best.
1: or there's also like, there's also the potential to ha- have situations where he would order you to do what you choose. Yep. I order you to do what you. Do. And I order you to, to spend your time your time uh, uh, how, how you how you however you like. Basically, he considers himself ruler over everything
0: that is broken, all the fragmented pieces, including people. <clears throat> so I always liken people a lot to all the broken stuff I find because mm. everyone is also broken.
3: Okay.
2: You know this? I'm gonna. So I used to do live action role playing for like years and years and years. This has a lot of that d d element to it. And, um
0: LARPy d and like, LARP I know it's like, different things
2: but yeah like I used to do LARPing and we like some other places do more costuming than like the one I went to but like I know there's uh, Dystopia Rising that does a lot of very like post-apocalyptic kind of like <coughs> like um, LARPs and oh. just, that's just what it made me think of honestly
0: as for the universe think about everything that you could ever possibly imagine is and was not once real and could not have been. We'll start going over some other characters because we can beat the hell out of that guy. So there is my son, the destructive prince. And he is all about childlike imagination. And his is a lot of cartoon based stuff. He has his own little area. We call it the X lands. Because his name is Xander. Oh. Or you can call it Dimension X if you want to rip off Ninja Turtles, because we have an army of cranks at my house. And he has these little dudes called the televisions. There's a lot of television-based themes in here. And they're basically little TV models that go around from universe to universe and steal <coughs> imaginary things from imaginary fantasy universes, like all the TV and cartoon shows, you know, for him to play with. He likes to in the hood to be like his TARDIS that goes around all those places. I actually have a little portable TV I turned into a little car for him that kind of goes around all the universes. Um, He likes to constantly say he's the Destructor King and the Destructor King has to remind his son that he's yet to earn that title. Um, So this one I called Queenie, but this is actually now Monsieur Monarch. This is the trans character. So think somewhere between a lumberjack butterfly drag king cosplay hybrid.
1: I'm into it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's already got
0: some wings I built him, which are flannel in the trans colors. Um, he's got this wicked-looking staff. I love doing staffs. They look regal to me. It's got all kinds of random junk and butterflies on it. So think, now, butterflies is normally seen as somewhat of a feminine symbol, but in the trans world, it can be seen as that metamorphosis. Exactly, yeah. Which is kind of what I was... Ripping on on there, but then I added the lumberjack because I want won the flannel, yeah. which is kind of a yeah. masculine symbol. <coughs> yeah. And Matt and the friend just always
1: constantly flannel. But also like butter. Okay, so a lumberjack is like rugged, outdoorsy, like, mm-hmm. like 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 they they can they can split a log and all that. <clears throat> but a butterfly is like delicate and and and, and, and graceful and, and like graceful and stuff like that. But both of them both of them thrive in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So, like, so, like, they are, abs- there is, like, to, to think of them as, like, like separate aesthetics is to deny the reality of those things. The whole
0: character is definitely about playing on that dichotomy between the two. It's, it's masculining up something that would otherwise be feminine, and also feminining up, adding grace to something that would be considered masculine, but also the whole world is about destruction. It's, you have to destroy to create destruction breeds creation um, so lumberjacks <clears throat> destroy the wilderness and butterflies exist within it
1: oh. but lumberjacks also often if they're doing it right have a significant respect no thank you if they're doing it right I am, they will have a significant respect, and many of them will plant more trees than they, than they cut down. Some, 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 but, some but if you look at all. it in
0: the manly sense. But also, did they have to destroy that to create? Did they tear down the forest for all that wood to get used to build something? Yeah. Exactly. So there's also the idea of building. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're trans, you're building a person.
3: Exactly, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, God.
0: Now, Monsieur Monarch, think. Uh, does anyone know Venture Brothers? hmm Think the Monarch? Oh, That's cool. where you add in the supervillain <clears throat> elements. Mm. So comic book supervillain to it with mixed with the drag queen. King. King. Thank you. Drag monarch. Uh-huh. Alright. Now this is a parody character that my friend invented a long time ago. The name of my art group is Heyman Productions. <clears throat> Early on, one of my writer friends who started my writing group with me decided to make an antithesis to all of us. So he invented this group called Yo-Dude Creations. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact opposite of that. And then everybody would be the exact opposite of the people that were really in the group. So I stole his idea, and now I have a character named Yo-Dude. Oh, how fun. Now, he's the junk artist in our world. He's like a punk character with a mohawk and a leather, and it's all stitched oh. together with metal. Um, he has a bit of an identity crisis, because he runs right down the middle with two different uh, aesthetics. Let's see, he may or may not, he's definitely the rival of the Destructed King. He doesn't care about ruling anything. He's a complete anarchist. Um, may or may not be his brother. Might be really, or half-brother, which would make more sense with the half split.
3: It's literal.
0: Um, he's actively defiant of the Destructed King. He likes playing all his pranks. But the Destructed King keeps him around because he feels his challenge of his powers necessary to his rule. And then you got a little bit of that kind of Christian symbolism in there, where you need an enemy for your religion to have its power.
3: Uh, but he's not really. The final Pam him.
1: would not exist without Todd. He's a tall,
0: lanky guy. He's a junk artist. <laughs> um, he is also actually has an official place on what I'm calling this the royal court. It's a very loosely assembled group of people who just have roles within actual this world. He would be referred to as the court hoarder. He holds the junk piles.
5: I think one thing that I would kind of make sure you're paying attention to, or maybe include it, is it, it sounds like, the, not the way he operates, but kind of like personality-wise is going to have either some immense comparisons or contradictions to Monster Monarch. Hmm. Just because you had met, you know, earlier you were very much stating you like the balance of like the two different kind of the split parts of Hmm. like gentle butterfly,
0: manly lumberjack. When that person is, that person's about the dichotomy kind of coexisting. Yeah. This person is about... The fight, the tension between contradictions.
5: Okay. Well, as long as you make, because I just, you know, there's a little bit where you're like, I don't know if you're going for the same thing with these two or different. So I guess you know, making.
0: Yeah, this making guy. Sure those
5: are just kind of different characters. Actively
0: fights with doing. himself, basically.
5: Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And
0: that's supposed to be visible on him in that he's like basically biracial, but uh, okay. split down the middle.
5: Gotcha.
1: Harmony versus discord. Huh? <clears throat> Harmony versus just dis- discord. I don't I I'm just
0: I, I had a little artistic period for a while I called identity crisis and a lot of my works were revolving around things that were, that were split down the middle with two different things I got a lot of t-shirts that I made up that were split in half I just took two t-shirts cut them up and split them in half I Still own one or two of those
1: Have you
5: ever seen um, Nightmare Before Christmas Oh yeah absolutely That one character who's like the, his head
1: turns Well yep. the well, that, yeah, the man he's, it's he's a politician he's a politician and he's two-faced get it All ah, right <laughs> Now here he, he also is. says, I'm
2: only a politician. I can't make decisions on my own. <laughs> I'm only an elected official. I can't <laughs> yeah, exactly. make decisions by um, myself. Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: Now we're going to get into some characters I stole from another universe. Yay! So a while ago, my friend Josh, who started my writing group with me, he invented like an online character-led zombie apocalypse RPG. And he wrote a series of poems about it. And it was based around, not necessarily the zombies. um, It was based around the sanctuaries where people lived and set up. So it was about the people within those.
2: So the zombie apocalypse was kind of just the backdrop. Right, and
0: everybody in the the RPG would have part of the character. And eventually, that eventually petered out, and he readapted it for something else. But I invented two characters that I thought would go great in the zombie apocalypse, but could also fit in his other one. One is a person called that I call her Bookworm. So, everyone ever been to Max backs in oh, yeah. Coventry? <laughs> Love that place. It's one of those underground bookstores. Is I it, think if you go in the basement and you're just surrounded by books. This is Jason to Tommy's.
3: Okay.
2: I've only okay. been, I, I went, went to, to Tommy's, Tommy's <laughs> and we went like we were gonna. Uh, no, they were closed. The bookstore was closed. So,
0: imagine you're one of those younger, twenty-something woman, overweight, glasses, nerdy, shy. Socially anxious, and the zombie apocalypse happens while you're stuck in that basement. Oh, you have all the books. You You can just spend your life. Yep. Now think of the Twilight Zone. Factor. There was finally time. Right. So,
1: how do you survive? You're an information broker. She never leaves the place, and, she... and there's and there and in that in that basement there is there's books on history, there's books there's on science, there's no internet science. anymore, there's books It's like so a lot of people survive. There's classics, there's biographies, well, what kind of like information. Anything that might have been in that books. She you learns got,
0: how to survive go, by what you, you got Go 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 visit that book. Yeah, think reference books, think books yeah. on gardening, books on hunting, think history, yeah. think philosophy, think poetry.
1: Yeah, but all like oh, okay. jump to like yeah, But also humor, political science, organizing your communities. Exactly. And actually that in the latest season of uh, Walking Dead they just started doing
0: something like that too. <laughs> where someone's an information. Now she is a shut-in. She won't leave that building. It's sealed up solid. That's how she survived. It's sealed up solid. It's got a roof though. It's a basement, ground floor and a roof. So she can shoot things from the roof with a bow and arrow.
5: Yay. How did she learn to
0: shoot a bow and arrow? Yeah. From a book.
5: What does she make her bow and
0: arrows from? I don't know
1: yet. Well, there's... I See, now the story is completely fleshed It could have been like um, uh, can, can, uh, cannibalized from a bookshelf okay. or something.
0: Now, she's literal cat lady in but that... But what
1: has to be
5: kept in mind then? If she doesn't cat lady. leave, there's finite resources outside of her information.
0: Right, well, the information is what she uses to get other resources.
5: Well, I just meant like, okay, that makes sense.
0: Now, how does she get the resources around? Literal cat lady. She has messenger cats.
5: Ah, okay. She can't use dogs there.
0: because the dogs, one get noticed by zombies and one dogs attack things. So
1: there's zo-
3: cats. So is this a don't they get ignored?
1: Cats run
0: away. Yeah, and, cat, and, and, and cats have like that sense she's of. She's got a rooftop garden. She's so she's basically a lonely shut-in. She's one of those people who would have been a loser in our time. Is still a lonely shut-in hermit, but that's how she survives. How does
3: she? What was her weakness
0: is what gets her to live.
4: Does she create a garden? Up there, like, where does
2: she find things? Of I imagine like she. It seems like she would have like a pallet that she has like drop down and then like conveyor it up to. Like, there are ways there are ways in now I haven't thought all the, the logistics
0: skin. about that but poetry, somehow it she can gets be done.
1: information. it can absolutely be done well, also, She like, does trade she's also, like a, she's a
0: broker for a lot of things
1: well also, like max specs isn't just a bookstore they also have like like poetry events and stuff like that and 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 and, and it's adjacent to tommy's they share they share like um, there's like a door in between them so like it could have been like someone could have been like Selling seed packets that day, and like she would get the seeds, like it's it's possible. There is a way. Put the seeds in the, the story. Doesn't have it's
0: not written out completely, but that's her character. Now, the reason she's important is also for the other half of this story, a person called Mall Rat. Now, think of. Now, this is going to be a little more 90s than it is now, but think of the shut-in video game dweeb, right? Right. Now, this guy actually goes to malls and spends all day playing the video games, and then leaves. That's his whole life. Except, both of these characters are the people that would be loner, loser shut-ins in our time. But, they get stuck in the zombie apocalypse and somehow survive and thrive. Now, this man is not mentally stable. The loneliness does get to him. But, same thing. He's stuck in the mall, when everything goes down, it gets locked down. He's there. He uses the resources in the mall and whatever else he can pilfer from the roof or whatever to survive. There's a fountain in the mall. There's and he spends all day playing video games. He found a way to keep power on.
5: Wait, I'm so sorry. I have a quick question. These two characters are in within this realm.
0: Yeah, they're right now. They're in the zombie universe, and they're characters that bleed into this universe
5: okay because i'm like so wait so i was like they're
0: in their own whole universe but they they're one of those ones that bleed in from another universe
5: Okay, so there are, in this there aren't zombies. Nope. Okay. Okay. Nope, but in their exactly. world there is, I and mean, they just kind
0: of sneak in.
5: <laughs> so they get into your world and they're living as if there were still zombies. Like yeah. They will later mind. in their story
0: so they, they may they, change and grow well, and develop. Here's
1: the thing. They well, could, yeah, but I they, mean they, the beginning. Yes. People here's here's the thing, and this and this this goes back to like 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 what I was what what what, what I've been thinking about with like the way things become. The way that people or ideas or shapes or, or or symbols become icons and then become myths and become archetypes. Mm. Like she may have started out as a dweeby, dweeby person and then became like a resourceful like 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 information broker mm. with, with 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 her with her army of cats. And but then after a point she may have like ascended to the status of A legendary archetypal figure where she becomes like the the like the Athena of her of her pantheon.
0: And people in these worlds don't always know that they've shifted into another world and it's not to say they can't exist in both at the same time. Like for example the whole building she's in could shift into there for a while.
5: Oh, I'd be so pissed if I am just
1: like, oh, I'm zombie free, and then you wake up the next day and you're like, ah, oh, damn. It. But what she do the did I need to pee, and then I'll be back, and okay. I'll, I will have, I actually have something to tell you about after I go. So,
0: this guy lives in an arcade. He's lonely. There's a very pivotal scene that I want to write where he actually freaks out on himself and actually smashes up a bunch of these arcade machines that he's been spending like five years playing and doing nothing but that. And that would be the genesis for the story where eventually these two people meet. But to do that, at least one of them has to leave where they're at. So then it becomes about the non-safety of that of opening up. Ultimately, they're going to wind up together. But it's going to be these people that you would otherwise see as being a waste who aren't here. Their loneliness and their seclusion is what allowed them to stay survive because no one paid attention to them when everything went down
5: uh, but i do like that you put it in a good spin to it where like they are able to broker things for their benefit and they rise to the occasion now the rat guy
0: brokers things literally all on his own he doesn't actually speak to anyone else the, the bookworm person does but only via the messenger she never actually sees a real person so it can be written messages she'll send to people through the cats and everything else and they send what they want they send their stuff to her and if she gets burned, she just doesn't ever send him anything again. And she's too valuable a resource for people to burn. And also, because of that, they don't know where she is. They can't just come and take her. The cats always know their way home. Not everyone else does. And who's going to go through all those zombies to follow a cat?
5: Well, but if they're going to... oh uh, well, Depends.
0: Depends
2: on who it is.
5: If she exists uh, so like that in the in world... You ever try to world. follow
2: a cat running?
3: Yeah. No. <laughs> you can't.
2: That's why I'm saying it depends on who... Depends on who wants to go after her, because there might be someone who does have the resources where they can do that. Uh, there is some way that this mall wreck, and I'm leaning
0: on him being the one who leaves, and I think it has to be at that catalyst when he breaks all of his games. I'm leaning on him being the one who leaves, so he probably has to find a way to f- get to her.
5: Maybe it's like, can weather be an issue? Are you open to that? Yeah. I mean, it could I mean, just hypothetically. Like, weather's problematic. The cat chooses to stay where it's at in the mall. And it's like the first existing real creature that.
3: He's seen, he got in and there. Seen,
5: and then the cat's trying to get out because it's sunny again. He's thrown a task, and at this point, he smashed everything. So he just follows the cat? He could be the one person who has. Enough. Cause you know video games can you know what to do like exactly. you have enough you have he enough treat, reflexes. He's,
0: he's basically been training for years without realizing it.
5: Yeah, like he has plenty of reflexes and training to follow this cat and just go wherever she is.
0: So, that's I like that idea. That's I mean, a really it's a good
5: possibility, idea. But. No, no,
0: these are these are stories where I have like plot points to a lot of it, but I don't have the time to write every story. So I'm thinking of commissioning people like you would television.
3: Oh, it's like you imagine. give
0: them the story ideas and say, okay, write it, and then you kind of do a little back and forth after they do um so those are the zombie people now the zombie universe he eventually readapted for something he calls the playground which is like a hive mind mentality sort of a computer virus kind of thing that links people's and the only it's got a little bit of um not game of Thrones, what's the hunger games to it where people live in these advanced uh, cities, but only the rich can afford to live there. And then once a year, they let them have a game of the people who don't live there to win their way in. Okay. And they have to fight against all these people who have this tag virus. Everything in his universe is based around child games. Like one of the corporation's names is Oxenfree.
1: Oh, I like that. <laughs>
0: so, And it's this hive mentality. He used reused a lot of his zombie stuff, so his sanctuaries became these cities. Okay. Um, it was another thing he had started as an RPG. Um, We even thought, my friend Aaron even filmed a uh, like a news report, sort of a short because they're reporting on these people who go around with webcams so they can get sponsors and special equipment. Very Hunger Gamesy. To try to not be linked and caught and catch it from these people who link them into this hive mind.
2: Gotcha.
0: Um, So I invented two characters for that called Narf and Boss.
5: Narf and Boss? Yep.
0: Uh NARF sounds exactly like it is. It's, Pinky it's from Pinky and the Brain. In the
5: Brain. <laughs> They're
0: both obsessed with 90s VHS-style uh, pop culture. Because Narf, NARF is autistic. NARF wears a gas mask almost constantly as his way to shield himself from having to look straight at people. That's Boss is kind of his brother. That. Kind of his brother. You'll find out why he's not really. Um, and basically takes charge of him. Now he's sort of like the cigar chewing, he, pers- he puts on this persona that he got from TV of like this 50s cigar chewing, womanizing kind of a guy with a Napoleon complex, like somebody's boss that you would find in all those old sitcoms. Yeah. And they both have adapted these characters out of old TV. Narf is a master of analog technology. He can put just about anything together. So all these little teams that have these uh, uh, matches to win their way in, They all kind of tolerate having these guys around, even though their boss is an asshole. (laughs) Narf is his brother who's just weird. Somehow these two people just keep surviving. No one really pays attention to them, but they tolerate them because Narf is the one who puts together all their feeds and broadcasts it. Otherwise, he spends all of his time just obsessed with old cartoons.
3: I, boss protects
0: him. It's his brother. He takes good care of him. He keeps the gas mask on him, thinking so it wouldn't let him get infected. But it's also his way is... It's the only way he can look people in the face, because he has that shield between him. And they wear things that look like old suits, t- like all tattered up with like neon paint. and They both wear bullseyes on themselves.
3: Like, come on, man. Come and get me. Yeah. That's, a, that's
0: a boss thing. He basically dresses his brother. His brother is tall and lanky. He is, you know, short. He's basically my height. Um, and they're, they're in that universe. Here's the part that no one else knows. The reason these two people always survive is they're never the same person twice. When Aaron is gonna film this, these will be background characters that won't really have much in anything. They'll just be in the background. They're never gonna be the same person twice. They'll be wearing the same outfit well be. Remember the whole hive mentality thing?
3: Yeah.
0: Early on when they were trying to cure it, they made a mistake. These people switch bodies. And they don't know that they always do that. So when they physically touch someone else, they go they they basically become that person. Without even realizing it.
1: Okay. I need to tell you about about the
0: no one okay. else knows that. No one else pays attention to him because he's an asshole. Okay. But they have value. They do things for him.
1: All right, now I need to tell you about a story that I wrote, and I want to rewrite. I've actually written it twice before, and I want to rewrite, rewrite it because I have become a better writer. And it all—it's all based on. Okay, the setting that I—that—that that is, I thought of when you when you mentioned that it's like a, a, a space between worlds, because this. This is, I created this, this place called the City with a Thousand Names, which is a city on an island that is a hub between many different worlds. And it has a thousand names because a, thousand, a at least a thousand different people from different places have discovered it and named it.
0: <coughs> so the Anilong Kingdom doesn't have a city. Yeah. It would be nice if it did. You could invent that.
1: I mean, it could be a city with a thousand faces, and I already have many, many maps writ, 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 well, uh, drawn up of it. <laughs> I'd be happy to read it. <laughs> all right. The other thing is, uh, there are three characters from the, from the story I wrote taking place in, in that city. Two of them are two brothers. And I'm, I am shit you not, these two brothers were were or, or originally inspired by Jay and Silent Bob. And so, and so far, by... so far, all like all that really remains of those characters is that one of them is blonde and talkative and the other one is dark-haired and quiet and that's and the rest of it is like they're they're the, like like gone but you know archetypes you know um and their names have changed over the years one, uh the dark-haired one always starts with t and the other and, and the blonde-haired one always starts with a um
3: the,
1: Dark-haired one the tar- dark-haired quiet one has a he he has he he is trained in a specific art uh, science skill forbidden forbidden uh, uh, technique known as exilism which means he is capable of of um attacking a person in in such a way that he can separate their consciousness from their body and exile it into nothingness
0: so make them basically blank soulless.
3: yeah
1: basically but it's like like then the body is still technically alive but it's a vegetable and it usually doesn't like that long afterward because why why the hell Rebecca,
0: do you have anything you want to add or are you just writing it down?
3: Oh, I'm just writing are you writing, writing something else? <laughs> it doesn't matter to me at
0: all. I didn't mean to call you out.
3: Right. I just don't
0: want you to feel like you're left out. No,
3: no, I'm, I'm just taking it all in. Okay. I, I feel like I'm very confused about all of this. That's okay.
2: Now, the
0: good part about this is not all of it has to make sense. Okay. That's part of the reason I invented a world that doesn't have to make sense because it changes too much to make sense. No. So the book that I'm putting together would be a whole series of short stories, like one to five page stories. So none of them have to really have to do anything with and you don't have to worry about continuity. Being
1: linear is not important in this. Now, um, he was trained to do this terrible thing to people. Um, And basically so that he could be used by a powerful by, by a powerful person to punish that person's enemies with this this punishment, and he doesn't want to do that anymore. So he like he's he he and his brother now travel the universe trying to escape from his former boss. That does sound like a story I could fit in there. Now, now there's they eventually encounter a person named Lissa. Now, I don't know where Lissa came from. If I ever remembered, I'm probably going to change it. But the story begins with a rival Exilist <laughs> ripping Lyssa's brain from her, from, her, from her body in that way. And then our, our hero, brown-haired, brown, brown, quiet guy with, with a name that starts with T, saves her basically does the impossible, reaches into the void, finds her consciousness, and puts it back into her body. Hmm. And her, her name is chosen very carefully because Lyssa is Greek for um, lucidity or consciousness or rationality.
0: Am I to understand that beforehand reattaching someone to their body is was
1: thought impossible? It's, it was thought impossible. Okay. And And the only way he was able to do it is because he was right there when it happened. So he followed it. Yeah, he basically, and it was like if it had gone like one inch further into into the void, it would have been gone. Okay, but it was already a little bit too late because it didn't lodge. Her 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 uh, consciousness didn't the consciousness didn't lodge completely into her br- in, in, into her brain. So she's unstuck from herself. So she's she so she like she sometimes slips, and when she does, she ends up. Trading consciousness with the guy who saved her, so okay. they swap bodies too. So that's why I'm like, okay, there's enough there's enough thing, things in common that right? like I'm definitely want 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 to want to mer- merge this universe with this. So I've got uh, I
0: do have some cosplay photos of some of this stuff, uh, not on me right now. But Narf and Boss have had a few iterations. We did it at the Time Travelers Ball a few years ago. It was supposed to introduce it was characters that I invented to go to be something to actually perform in front of that news report short that my friend had made for that TV wall you saw in the pictures. Um, I still have that piece of footage somewhere, but I don't have Narf and Boss. Uh, on film, I have, I have pictures. Um, I also took them to a convention and had some pictures taken. Um, I've got some of this done as some fan art. I've done, commissioned some fan art from some people. Like this next guy. This guy's called RGB. TV-headed automaton. Court gesture. Court gesture. Court gesture. So, kind of like a, a mix of a court jester with a business suit, tramp, and a vagrant. He is a little bit of a blank slate. What he does, I don't know yet. Whether or not he has importance. Now, in Lord's Temple Basement Men, there's a lot of discussion going on. It's it's the book that's behind okay. The Analog Kingdom. Oh, okay. It's okay. the first story that I would put into the, the second book. And this is the one about the religion. Got um, There's four radically different versions. Um, he is one of the people that it just mentions he says something. There's a lot of people in that book that just says, like it's either a description of a person. It could be one of these. It's a description of a person that could not be one of these. Or it just says, this person says. But you never find out who any of those people are in that story. The only person you really know of is the man, who's our little poet. He's a poet slash uh, preacher. Leads this whole religious service, which is a building of an abandoned house. Even the name, when I moved out of my house, I had some of those bootleg Van uh, band vinyl stickers. I peeled off a bunch of them and just randomly stuck them to a notebook. And that's what was left. It literally said, Lord's Temple Basement Men. Aww. If you look at the back of it, too, it also says, Poop Tank Jocks. Because that's the, what I stuck to the back of it.
5: Good.
0: <laughs> Um, and it, that one's black and white because it's meant to look like this little pamphlet somebody quickly ran off and slapped up somewhere. Okay. So, that's RGB is a blank, there is the man, uh, we briefly get introduced to Mama Evil, who has one of the versions, she's got a very strong statement, um,
3: Princess Mommy, who is
0: the Destructive Prince's mother. He is not married to the. She is not married to the destructive king, therefore she's not a queen. um, Because that's basically my real life. But my friend Aaron wants to invent a destructive queen. So that's one of the things we've been developing. The destructive queen is not married to the destructive king at all. She is her own woman. She does not have to be tied to him. And if the destructive king is the force of destruction, she is the force of creation because she's a woman. She creates life. She would be considered the mother of of imagination.
3: I actually have a bit more
0: on her. I actually have to build her costume. So this is just a description of many, many ideas for what her costume could be. So maybe her face would be half burned. like Kind of like this. Have you ever seen Captain Planet? There was a character in there that's got a face that's like that. Um, We wanted her hair kind of glued up like all over the place. Erin was looking at a doll I made a long time ago and he was basing it on that. Um, She's got a tiara, it's got a doll head in the center and little antenna, and then one of those little round ones like you would have on a TV, but like a halo. Like the big round (laughs) flat halos you would have on the medieval paintings. I use that a lot. or instead of the burned face, we could have her have a mask that's half of one of those, like, life-size Barbie dolls. So this is just kind of cut like this, like Phantom of the Opera cut. Um, she's going to be wearing this shirt that's going to have foil tape on it cut into shards so it looks like a mirror. Um, her skirt's going to be piano keys, which, when we film her, we want to do her inside the hood, so she's going to fit a lot more into that musical aspect of that thing. Um, and then she's going to have like one thigh-high black boot and one pink short heel. Uh, I have a staff of already made. It's a cross staff made of Bratz Doll's heads. <laughs> Bratz Doll's eggs? Heads.
5: heads. Oh, I'm like, what are Bratz Doll's eggs? Um, don't you gonna... know they hatch from eggs? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's going to have the words love and nothing written on her. Uh, and then here's what I wrote. She is the mother of creation, inspiration, and imagination.
5: How will that go with um, prince.
0: Well, it's not his mother.
5: Well, I know that, but I, you say he's very into imagination and she's the queen of it. Does that mean they might actually have something amicable? Sure,
0: they could. I haven't written any int- interactions with them yet, just because it's not related to my real life. Whereas gotcha. Princess Mommy is, so anything I've written in my head, it's only in my head, is because that's happened in real life. The destructive prince needs to have a mother, but why is the mother so not Prince's there? Princess
5: mommy.
0: Princess mommy is his mother.
5: Okay, gotcha. Which gotcha, is that's really his it.
0: name. He invented that name, my kid. Oh,
5: he's a like Princess mommy. mommy. Yes. Oh, that's.
0: Cute. So, that's who it is. But, well, he wanted her to be queen at first, and I had to explain to him, well, she's not married to the king. You're
5: like, what's that?
0: Because I want part of that also to be that it's like a broken family.
3: Every second
0: but I want to instruct the queen to have her own power. I want her basically to be the most legitimately powerful person in the universe, but not someone who constantly has attention like the male counterpart.
5: I like the kind of juxtaposition of that there's two that think they're ruling and it's...
0: She... he thinks he rules, but knows he's only in service to creation. He only destroys so that it can be used to create again. But he doesn't tell anyone that. He's the figurehead who tries to act like he's powerful and strong. She is the silent actual person who moves all of the world. This is where all imagination well, that's goes where the to get re- part like...
5: comes in. Life. She's kind of like a like
0: a, She's sort of like a, a goddess, God. but no one really knows that or has to know she's the goddess. They just know that everything that gets created comes from everything that goes to that universe eventually gets reused to get created again. It's just kind of where it goes until then. This is where the destroyed stuff goes. And you can sneak in any kind of pop culture you want in there because of that. Um, Anything you can imagine is real. It's not a real concept, uh, not an original concept. Like uh, Heinlein used it in a lot of his later sci-fi novels where he snuck in Alice in Wonderland characters into his books. He couldn't find a way to, near the end of his writing career, he wanted to bring all of his sci-fi characters because people kept asking him to have them interact. I remember it. So many things were different, he couldn't figure out how to to do it without making it the multi universe thing. Uh, So he went way overboard and said, Oh, fine. Anything you can imagine is real. And he started bringing in Alice in Wonderland characters and things like that. Very cool. South Park even did it once, too. Anything you can imagine is real concept. So think of it like everything that you think is imagined and that you created in your head is actually you just kind of tapping into another universe's. Wave patterns, mm-hmm. which is actually a line in one of the versions of Lord's Temple Basement. There's a professor who's sitting
1: on the floor of that. That's actually very. And says the sim- statement. That, that's very similar, actually, to the multiverse theory that I that I came up with when when I was work, like first created the city with a thousand <coughs> names. In fact, I put stuff in the city with the thousand a thousand really names that concept. directly came from like, works of all fiction all of that, that I enjoyed at the time. It's a really common concept in a lot of
0: literature and. In it gives you a shit ton of freedom and an explanation for stealing other people's
1: work. Have you have you, um, have you heard of a de- long defunct webcomic called Goats? Nope. Alright, let me tell you about my first favorite webcomic. <laughs> Alright, it started out as just like this like very basic slice of life, two guys on a couch uh, webcomic. <laughs> I'm listening to you. And um, and a lot of the storylines took place in the artist's favorite pub, which I haven't visited. It's in New York. It's called the Peculiar Pub. I've been there. Unfortunately, it was after I quit drinking, so I couldn't try some of their 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 uh, famous uh, world class beers. But. Um, Oh, oh. In, there's some of the fashion.
0: I had fashion design for the universe. The,
5: oh, how ooh. fun. I like that.
0: RGB is not in here, but um, a lot of the fashion of the people in the universe think um, post-apocalyptic, corporate satire, junkyard punk with a little dash of Nerf punk. Tons of
5: there's tons there. You could do oh, yeah.
0: Sure.
2: Well,
1: that's what I told this person who wrote, who drew this, and she invented that for me cool. Hey. All right, so Goats mostly took place in, in this real-life pub that, that, that's still there in New York City. And um, over time, the webcomic collected more and more fantasy and sci-fi elements to where it became a multiverse uh, 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 adventure. And one of the things that sort of, like was established in, the, in this multiverse is that there, in every universe there exists a, an access yeah. pub, which is a pub that connects, like, that, that, that you're you able to like, use as an access point for all the other universes. And the peculiar pub is that, is that access point for this universe.
2: Not and I've been though.
1: there. It's a great pub. All right. So,
0: the second book is all about their culture, right? So we've we've discussed that I've kind of started to establish their religion. How about their music?
1: So I got a much bigger file on it somewhere
0: over here. Let me introduce you to Riot at the Drive In. It's a parody of Panic at the disco. My friend and I There's another there's a band called At the Drive In. Is there a band called Riot at the Drive In? No. Good. I haven't stole it yet. So My friend and I were at a uh, wine fest. We worked the first half so we could go around drinking the second half. We were waiting in line so much, we started making up our own band. Ride at the Drive-In is an odd mashup of genre and musical styles with a visual style that completely contradicts or clashes with its musical style every album is a different genre and style so think Mike. it might be a rotating cast ska band in our universe it could be actual dead musicians like i'm thinking kurt cobain i'm thinking jimi hendrix people that would never have worked together in real life even if they were alive at the same time john lennon janice joplin Oh um,
1: shit Could it be like Like, like people from like Bygone eras and you like think People and we Michael don't Jackson even know about Because they they, they died before The recording era Yep So Ugh. here's some So one, it's it, an emo
0: band That sounds a bit like Panic at the Disco So their first album We had established Would be 50 Styles Punk Emo Band With Greaser Costumes they have an Elvis lead singer. They got like a Fonzie Sid Vicious singer. They got a female drummer in a poodle skirt, but that's all punked out, like spikes and combat boots. And then the Albert album name would be "Lovers Lame." Um, the second album, acapella dubstep techno.
3: Acapella.
0: Uh huh. As in,
2: you literally have to just do all those sounds in dubstep with your mouth. Big beatbox. Um, There's a. Oh, well, There's an a cappella group where the one guy does the beatboxing, I can't think of their
3: name.
0: Pentatonix? So they would have black and white style TV visual stuff, like Johnny Carson and game show hosts and things like that.
3: Oh,
0: cool. Um, Their album name, Sounds of Silence. (laughs) Uh, So these are just various ideas on all these different things. Their third album could be hair metal with country music. And their cosplay, they would be wear gender bent cosplay.
3: Yeah. So they'd be the male Sailor Moon. There
0: would be, female Goku or something like that.
3: Um,
0: uh, let's see, folk rock jam band techno, Grateful Dead with EDM, and they're all wearing fancy tuxes and suits. Oh, I like that. Or uh, bubblegum pop. With, that I called Bustin' Balls, and it's an LGBTQ-centric album. Uh, or one, I just literally like the name of this, it's so terrible, Skaboo.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Heavy metal with rap lyrics with a full orchestra. I wish this was real, I mean, I'll dress like
5: clowns. Oh, I was just <laughs> like insane kind of clowns, or just?
0: No, like regular old clowns. Just
5: regular old birthday clowns? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, their fans are called the Symphony. So, to do to do to do. When do you,
5: um, when are you hoping to include that in stories? Is that like just gonna I haven't, creator?
0: I have no or? idea of how to make that into a story yet, other than I was thinking this might be more a visual thing, like a rock band poster.
3: Uh, okay,
0: gotcha. And if I use former, like actual famous people, I could do some photoshopping maybe, or at least I can give a picture to the artists and say, here's the people. Because I wrote down like one commission art piece Kurt Cobain, Elvis Presley, Jimi Hendrix, John Lennon, and Tupac. I think of them dressed up like greasers. Now, Elvis, duh, but the rest of them.
5: Elva's is like, I feel very comfortable here.
0: how? Do-do-do-do, we have the separate there parts.
3: Is, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in <laughs> an academic fraternity in college,
4: Um. the English academic fraternity, Sigma Tau if you guys have heard of it? Nope. Uh, And now we do a, <clears throat>
5: an alumni, like, little, literary journal and
4: one of the stories that was actually really good that I really enjoyed might be kind of a template for you for how to include a band. So it was like this kind of brainwashing of these people and they were forced to like Jam out until they died. <laughs> it was just like a really interesting story.
2: You yeah, know that makes me think. They're that
0: gonna... sounds like something that could get ripped into his universe using the ban as a carrier.
2: You know,
4: like, but
0: it has to be unintentional. The ban.
2: where they Maybe. put the spell on people? Yeah, like, dance until you yeah, die. Yeah, like Hocus mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah. So
5: like, if you wanted to include something.
1: Uh, I like that idea. I'm writing it down. Yeah. What
5: if you also I have considering- a lot of,
1: I, I'm really good at thinking up uh, band names, so I have a lot of imaginary bands that will never exist. One of them is named Octothorpe. Hashtag. Yes, exactly. I only know that because that's the
0: title of one of my friend's books. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the name of that universe you were just telling me about? Uh what do you refer to it as just so I know how to go not the goats thing the your imaginary the, universe I
1: call thing. it the city with a thousand names I came up with one of the names actually came up with like five of the names That's fine but, I just but need I it to remember what them I just are, need it as a reference point yeah. here if I want to
0: recontact you about it yeah, yeah
1: and I actually like like now it's stuck in my head I will probably contact you about
0: it so, so it's on to the band and I Seeing him do all his algebra over here, I feel like whatever's carrying that should have a mathematical basis. I can help with that. See? That's what I thought. <laughs> but remind me sometimes about a, the my, anti-life My brother operation. has a PhD in okay. that. Okay. Uh, I hate the version that they came up with in DC Comics. I got bored in the philosophy class and wrote a mathematical relationship between philosophical components of life and death. Do you remember it? I have it written down because I don't remember it offhand. It's at home. Okay. I'll send it to you.
5: One
1: of my favorite... I'm a big fan of math. <laughs> Yeah. One <laughs> of my favorite. So
5: like, yeah, you just write it, if you don't mind. Yes.
4: Oh, um, I, uh, yeah. I made. I made. What's going on, just, man? Long time I no see. What was it? Random yeah, just things get just get popped good. in my head. Uh, uh, but, scooch like, stuff aside like,
3: if you wish. Like, like this is. Uh, a, you can sit over uh, there. There. Or you can sit over <laughs> this there. This is actually. Hey, there's three books down
4: there by the way. Ooh. For, so we're, they're we're not talking about numbers, projects there yeah. they're just using yeah. numbers as... Another oh, imaginary uh, 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 band name is uh, oh, yeah. Rose Petal Jam. Yeah,
2: I, um, I was looking at that and I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, I which I so imagine as being like a very... very um, a
4: numeric um, version very, of uh, very the binary acoustic acoustic XOR operation a that I'm doing yeah. on, like, clock digits. Like, like, like... I mean, when
2: I was looking at you doing the zeros, I was like, oh, because I thought maybe you were getting rid of, like... Minusing the um, the shared space.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm XORing oh, okay. the shared space, so okay. like um,
2: the one you took out, they share a a sideline.
4: Yeah, like line. lines cancel lines out, and um, okay. Yeah. Oh. and I was just kind of wanted to see what all the symbols would look like if that happened.
2: Yeah, um, but I was looking at the pictures still over here. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. never mind. two makes sense now that now that I'm looking at it right the other way.
4: Technically, if you look at it upside down, it would make the same amount of sense. Yeah. Because what's neat about this operation is that I can move the plus and the equals sign. Like, plus is, I'm not actually adding it to that. I'm just using that as a symbol, like, to combine the two. Mm -hmm. But because of the nature of this operation, I could switch those around, and it'll still be valid. Like, if, if if A, X, B equals C, then also A, X, C equals B... C, X, B equals A, any combination. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, if you have like A, X, B, X, C equals D, you move any like operations to the other side; it's still going to hold, and that's kind of what's neat about the binary XOR operation.
3: And you can actually
4: you can apply that to like integers as well, where I get kind of like these, these characters, like I just use a different symbol here, where like 12 whatever 23 would actually, would equal 27 because I'm transferring each of these numbers into binary. On, um, strings and then XORing them. So zero and one make one. One and zero make one. The ones cancel each other out to a zero. And so that is um, uh, that. That's twenty-seven right there. So that you get um, twelve right there. Twenty-three you plus twenty-seven right there. And, the, and th- this has like this actually has practical usage in like certain like board games. Where where the best move is to do whatever XORs to zero. <laughs> it, 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 so there's like certain games like NIM where where the, the, the where the strategy can be modeled using if you take if you take like like so it, Nim is like this. So you got like a few piles of stuff, okay. and on your turn you can take as many um, like packets as you want from the pile, but you can only pick from one pile. And whoever takes the last packet um, wins. So this one has like four packets in. You need to have like in
5: your head ahead of time almost a plan.
4: Well, no, that's the thing is that you actually don't, because there's a, one of the strategies you can, that you can do with this. It involves, well, instead of thinking this as 4, I'm thinking this as, as zero, uh, sorry as one zero, zero zero binary 4. and I'm thinking this 3 as 0 1 1. and I'm thinking this as 0 1 0. And so let's say like my opponent like takes one of these away, and it's my turn, well, what's my strategy? Well, I want to make it so that if I were to represent these as binary digits, they would cancel each other out. So one way to do that is I'll just take both of these, and that leaves two piles of three, and whatever my opponent does, my opponent takes two from there, I'll just take two from there, I'll just copy them, and I'll end up taking the last packet. But it can get more complicated because, like, you know, if I if I leave somebody with like one, two, and three, these actually xor to zero. So no matter what my opponent does, no matter like what, like if you if you had a move, no matter what you do, I'm gonna win. Like if you go first. Like, I
1: mean, I I'll take your word for it because I have there is n- this is what the kind of game that I will
4: never learn how to play. <laughs> but it's not. Um, but that's like the simplest yeah. example, and it turns yeah. out. Any game where all that matters is whose turn it is, um, so like any game like where- Like Tic Tac Toe? Are you a chess fan? N- well, t- no, I'm not a chess fan. <laughs> t- uh, Tic Tac Toe, it, it does matter whose turn it is, because it matters whose X's and whose yes, O's. It does. So a board where there's like X, X, and then like O, O, if it's, oh sorry, if it's like X, X, and then O, and then an O right there, well, if, if the next player is X, then they'll win. If the next player is O, then it's going to be a draw. So it does matter, but there are some games where the only thing that you that that you do is you have a choice, and then when it's your opponent's turn, they have the same choice, and it's always whoever makes the last move wins. All right, all
3: right. So any
4: game in which like everything's equal and wh- whoever makes the last move, you can actually turn it into a Nim game. You can, there's there's a one-to-one equivalency with those games, and this game and so you can you can make a strategy if you can like encode that game into what's called a nimber, which are their own form of numbers that kind of like you can build numbers with 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 combinatorial game theory
2: i mean you can build
4: the integers you can build like rational numbers you can build you can make numbers that are so small but like i can make a number like you can make a define a number that's so small but still greater than zero. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many times you add this number to itself, it's never going to like have like an actual like finite value. It's always gonna be slightly greater than zero, but still less than any fraction you could ever come up with. And those are called those are called infinitesimal numbers. And like the like the first like kind of like Like well, not the first, but like one of the biggest applications they have is in combinatorial game theory. So, I'm glad you guys were having a spirited conversation. I actually wrote
0: down based on what you, I wrote down your Octothorpe as the name of an album for a mathematical fractal-based composition. I'm into it.
5: Your eyes like glowed the second we asked about math. I love it. When you strike someone's passion,
4: it's cool to see. So the general math history of video games. I avant-garde music and experimental music. Uh,
1: I just came up with, two, a with, 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 with new, new names oh. for my I mean, two characters. Not I'm, like, I'm not dropping that exactly money for something I
5: don't want to do, but yeah. I really would love to one day get into math and kind of learn how to love it. Yeah. It's mean, so cool. I, you over there scribbling about it, I'm like, well, I've never There's a very close connection
4: numbers. with, 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 like, with um, formal logic and math. As a matter of fact, you can, define you can build mathematics completely from formal logic and set theory
1: yeah there's also a lot of a lot of um intersections between math and and game theory but also music theory Mm -hmm. and 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 um, artistic uh uh, design composition theory um it's 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 pretty interesting if uh, i haven't finished it because i'm not smart enough yet but um if you ever get a chance to
4: read um... Girdle Escherbach, yes, I actually had that book in my car, but I went on a date, just literally like the other, like and exchanged books. <laughs>
1: So. Well that's like a good that is a very good to uh exchange and this, this
0: exchange is free books. if anyone wants it. Well we've been talking. Oh, right. for Are you a zombie like, story like, person like a I
5: and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm a
4: big reader I'm grateful for the option but um, I And the That's okay. Me, zombies uh um, by Oliver Sass The psychologist and it's about like the psychology of you may have and now there is a movie based on that don't judge the book by the movie as So we're going to read each other's books.
3: That's but like, I love that
4: movie. It's like movies, the best date ever. It, I, I, know, love I, I love that. I love that There's a difference we between a bad movie and a and movie with no plot. Having dinner because you just couldn't stop that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was
5: going to also uh, go into your band thing. Yeah, go ahead. Just take potential yeah. other yeah. things that you could think about. Sure. Um, what if it was a situation where, in this world of yours, people are having identity crisis or they're just kind of tired of being in the middle of like in the static and so you're allowed to assume other identities and for example that's how you get your musicians it's like they can assume they, they can be tired of their identities for like a week and so they can assume being like Tupac and so you're the musician for a week and therefore you have this different this different genre of person this is different talent.
2: Ellis didn't really die he went
5: here. He <laughs> died they went right
0: there. Well think about that. If this is a world of ideas, basically, right, where all the lost and forgotten ideas go away,
1: Heroes, the idea
0: of a musician never dies, even if the musician is gone. It just goes somewhere else until it gets used again, because it keeps inspiring other musicians.
1: Yeah, and like, there, there's like, I think there's like, I, I can't remember where I read this, but like, there's, there's some, like, uh, uh, authors of classic literature that are like I think o- that should be old enough that they're almost oral history, Homer. <laughs> like Homer, stuff like that. Identity crisis should be the name of the story. I have I
5: but like, I um, it up, I'm
1: like, but like the, the idea that some like <laughs> stories were written by not by individual storytellers, but by
3: the like a
1: archetypal story storyteller and be like this is one of the tales of so and so when really it was you know mm-hmm. written by you know any number of people in that Socrates culture. Socrates is
4: a pretty good example
3: of yeah. that too because yeah, didn't leave any, yeah, didn't, yeah. yeah come,
1: if you want if you want to come come up with, some, with, with, come up with something, <laughs> something clever and 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 you're not famous yet ascribe it to someone famous. <laughs>
0: I know I wrote, like, wrote about a, it once. Go ahead. I'm okay.
4: sorry. I was like, is there anything that's like known to be like written by Confucius that ex- well, ex- the, ex-
1: actually, like Confucius is an interesting story in that there was at some point in Chinese history, there was a massive purge of ideas like there like a new person came in charge and he was like burn all the books and they burned all the books that happened someone had hid the entire complete works of confucius in some in the in the walls somewhere and as soon as that and and, and as soon as like as soon as that leader who wanted to burn the, all the bush all the books uh, was deposed people were like okay let's find all the books and someone found those books and they were like, Hey, these are some of the ones that survived. And it just happens that Confucius was one of the few thinkers from that culture this whose works survived the book burning.
4: That's sort of like how like the history of like like Christianity. Ooh, yeah, where like a, a lot of, of the early too. like yeah, exactly. books like the only reason that like the one like kinda of like like was because they destroyed all the other yeah. ones that were like heretical yeah, or
1: there's like also like the, the the Irish monks who 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 saved western civilization by just transcribing books for for, for millennia
4: mm-hmm.
5: oh god bless them yeah. a but lot of books survived because because, the,
4: because the, um through uh, um like it's literally it's just trade yeah. and yes.
2: i have uh, yeah, i have a friend for as far as like that like eastern and western culture history. not so much books mm-hmm. but just like structures and things like that I I how like story in story the eastern that. culture they have like a bunch of like buildings that are like thousands and thousands, and thousands of years old whereas how many times has burned, like Paris burned to the ground, <laughs> to the ground. and yet he theorizes <laughs> it that it's how uh, they preserved water because <laughs> in China like in the eastern, <laughs> eastern <laughs> cultures they had tea what they have in the West? No Alcohol
1: yeah that would do Davis. it Okay. Wait, I'm lot of Does want to include her in the thing. conversation? So I've also heard that uh, one of the reasons I wanted
0: to include you in the conversation,
1: so I wanted to let you finish. Oh, one sorry, are, that so one of we the just, reasons that's that um, it was just we were that about the revolution, really quick. The revolution okay. happened, uh, like the American Revolution and the poem and poem. the uh, the cool. d- democratic revolutions in Europe, were because coffee shops started to no be um, a thing. So so people would like. Go, go so like instead of I going mean, to the of, bar and to to, I mean, to, to, of to, to blow place. off steam and getting oh, drunk 26 and then, different and then pa- passing awesome. out, they would go to the coffee shop to blow off steam and then get really hyper, <laughs> and be like, let's let's overthrow the government. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So a few yeah, generic
0: ideas in here. Um, <clears throat> the general populace of this world, I call them the Angronauts, because that's what I called the people that went to Destructicon. All right. Um, this is something I never developed. I literally just had a toy that I made into it. It's called the GLA, the Gay Liberation Army. I,
1: let... I already love it. <laughs>
0: army men in rainbow. Yay. A red one, an orange one, a yellow one. I actually have sets. And of army I'm women. Made. Yeah, awesome.
1: And army and. Um,
0: and then I want to build a character that wears a torn up wedding dress. Um, somewhere a between a mix of a, a torn, up, a torn wedding up wedding dress, oh, okay. somewhere between like a broken doll kind of a costume and a wedding dress. It might be a counterpart to a costume I own that I call Broken Promises, which is like this formal-looking vest and suit and stuff made out of both of my ex's lingerie. It's like patchwork. I like
3: the statement.
0: That's a real costume, I have that. <laughs> I don't wear it off out too much. What if you just
5: have them be like, feuding exes is so done, but feuding exes is also pretty it is. solid It's statement.
3: possible.
0: I'd also thought of her as being a female counterpart and as opposed to counterpart as being, there's a female one and a male one, they're a person that just changes gender whenever Did the universe is just, like,
2: leave their lingerie? When my <laughs>
0: ex-wife left, I cleaned out the house. Now, my other ex gave it to me because she didn't have any use for it after me.
5: Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you found it. Makes yeah. the beauty
0: out of destruction, right? Sure, she's not happy that I put it on public display after. <laughs> <laughs> my ex-wife, I don't have any contact with, I so I don't give a shit. That is. The you other ex, yeah. They're—they're they're, actually the person who did it did it really well. So there's that, and on uh, the all the pop culture you want, the X lands or my son's playground basically is where all those imaginary characters because we've invented our own Power Rangers fan fiction and things like that.
3: like
5: Power Rangers? Uh,
0: he likes it because I got him into it, so I didn't have to watch preschool shows.
5: Yay. <laughs> and he also
0: inherited all my Megazords. <laughs> <laughs> and not like dinosaurs. On. Cars. And uh, <laughs> any of my cosplay is fair game. See if there's anything else
3: that's
0: Just decorating. Oh, maybe yeah, I did get it. I might have printed out at least a black and white version of that thing I was telling you about. RGB.
5: There he is. I you're RGB and I just think we Bader it. good. And I just keep thinking, is it? Oh, blue? Oh, very
0: fun. I, I had these artists I know for a while. I commissioned them to do that.
4: For that would be Ruth Gator-Binsford. RGV. Yeah,
3: Binsberg.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: gator,
0: gator I've been using scrap stuff lately
5: because I ran out of good stuff. Yeah. Good enough. At to keep it organized. It's not like like paperwork. But, as Men's near, he knows
0: what to do. never in Analog Kingdom fashion. Corporate satire post-apocalyptic junkyard punk with a dash of industrial nerf
5: punk. Just a dash. Just a
0: sprinkle. Nerf punk or Nerf punk? Nerf punk. Oh. Which, does have a dash. Oh, by the Narf, nerf oh, way, oh,
1: okay. oh, I forgot. Well, I didn't forget. I just, I just remembered. Um, one of the things that exists in the city with a thousand names is... An energy drink so powerful that if you throw it, it explodes like a hand grenade. That needs to be in the tag. That needs to be not the sounds tag. like Power Thirst. No, that needs to be in the
0: <laughs> five thousand. <000 bodies. laughs>
4: Where the hell is Josh's world? Power Thirst. I'm writing that down under that. That's word. actually like a internet video.
2: Yeah, if you look up Power Thirst, you can find yeah. it. It's just like a, like it's like oh, you're gonna have a 5,000 and, like, and, like, and like
1: people will like will like carry it with them as like an incognito <laughs> weapon. Like, be like, oh, this is just an energy drink. And then when they get in a fight...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. That sounds silly. I'm good with it. All right, I'm just going to look down some ideas that I have in the book. You guys are welcome to throw out anything you want. (coughs) So the second book will be titled The Analog Renaissance. So hence all the culture.
2: Uh, uh, So... Go ahead. I was going to say, I have a dumb question. Sure. So I know I can... I can see like that there's some kind of like you know, the, was it conflict between like the king and the the Havsies, Havs, I can't think of his name. Yo dude. Yo dude. Yo dude. But it's like, but part of me was thinking like, what kind of like other conflict would there be? Because like part of me was thinking over it and like how TV's now really don't have that static station anymore,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and like also kind of thinking like. The the suits from the Matrix, where they kind of like try and impose order on chaos. I you and know, the, there's a there's, I'm you know not what,
0: sure you know it, it needs an enemy. Because it's a universe that doesn't technically really exist. It's sort of in between all the other universes. It's everyone's leftover shit they didn't want anymore.
2: Right. But I'm just saying, though, like, that's, you know, like, the Andor- like the, the dudes from The Matrix. Right? Yeah, I know so, who you're talking about. Uh, like, there's other games. There's a game I used to play. It's from World of Darkness. It's called uh, um, Mage the Ascension, where they have um, basically, like, guys that go around and impose like what is considered normal to like erase basically try and erase magic. Hmm.
0: That's not fun. Oh so I definitely want at least one of the stories in this book to be fantasy magic based. That has to have some story in there
5: because why not? I think it may be
0: savage or barbarians or something of that nature. You, uh, Do you have
5: any like little games? Any little what? Games or something? Not in a negative space, but okay. I don't know the game name. I've only played it once, but it was a lot of fun. It was... You can describe it. Yeah, I'm I'm literally looking at you like, all right, here comes the game description. Um, You have to... You each have a character, but you all are assigned one specific direction. So... uh, Like, Rebecca can only go, like, up the stairs and right. I can only go left and down, and Hex can only go, like up two stairs. So what if you had like a little gang that almost represents like people's ability, like indecision, that people can't make decisions. So it's like one person can like instruct the group to go right and if that person doesn't say go right, the group just keeps walking straight. Or like someone has to yell at them to stop, I don't know, something to involve a group of people. Does that make sense?
0: A gang,
5: you said? Well, it doesn't have to be a gang, but like, like definitely like a group of people.
0: Well, I like the general idea of something that represents indecision, a group of people.
5: Yeah, so I mean, it's it's either like, each person can only say a limited amount of words and so they're either popcorning to each other or like they're, only allowed, they're each only allowed to say specific words and so it's just all of these fragmented sentences and fragmented ideas and they can't, you know, the whole group itself can't necessarily walk straight unless somebody says walk straight, so then they're just kind of curving around and they're trying to figure out which direction to go. Would
3: it be almost like
0: D&D? Uh, I love, you know, like... D&D? Well, what I we've been doing here, it was basically right. D&D.
1: No, huh? mm-hmm. Speaking of D&D.
0: What we've been doing here today was basically D&D type stuff. Oh, we've been talking about characters, so yeah. Yeah, it's
5: yeah.
4: Direction. Is it like a board game, or?
5: Yeah, so it's, um, I've never, it's like you have it to. It sounds
4: interesting. Like oh, I it's really it. cool.
5: So it's like, it's a silent game. Uh-huh. And have you know. have, it's like a little board game, and it's got different rooms with just different objects. Uh-huh. And there's like different monsters, I think, uh-huh. and um, you have to save like four characters. But you can, like the four, the four of us were playing, we couldn't all. None of us could speak. So you have a little tapper, and so uh-huh. um, I can maybe go straight into the right. You could go left. And so if I go straight uh-huh. to the right, I could like, like not so find I
4: out your... what that is because that sounds like anyone got an uh, app on the I trying.
5: mean, I've
4: got the internet.
0: Okay, <laughs> so what's an, <laughs> an antonym for the word indecision?
3: I don't. I can't use my phone because it's recording. That's a Just,
0: good.
5: One. Like decisiveness, I feel like is pretty.
0: Um... Oh, I not gotta, an antonym. Maybe a synonym. I'm. I need a synonym. Also. Oh. Okay. Ambiv.
1: Okay. Ambivalence. Yeah. Ambivalence. That's a good one.
4: I, I can spell synonym better than antonym for some reason, so that, Ooh, that helps.
5: Ambivalenties.
4: <gasps> oh. <laughs>
3: oh.
4: I, get,
0: I get that thumbs up. Nope, she got it. She nailed it.
3: She nailed it. I am honored What's to have been you?
2: a participant. It's <laughs> fucking <for that. laughs> <laughs> it magical. Great. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. I have a seat <Yeah>. peacefully for
3: the
0: left. <laughs> All right, I dig it. That was good. <laughs> um.
5: Yeah.
0: Eventually, I'll have to start commissioning people for this, um, but I don't have to do that until after I try to fund this event and get some of the couple of known characters down and we have some of that content together. So there is plenty of time if any of you guys feel like you want to write something, draw something, come up with something, it's your choice, and I promise it'll be in the book. I am I am going to... like. And you can tie in pre-existing stuff oh yeah, you have.
1: Absolutely. because like, And if
0: you need any of my
1: information on characters, let me know. I, well, one of the reasons that I haven't done more with developing The City with a Thousand Names is that I don't feel like my style as a writer deals well with that broad of a scope. But I could definitely participate in, in someone else who, who, who's, who's defi- whose style definitely is that broad of a scope. Lots of,
0: uh, lots of place here where you don't, there's a lot of freedom here, so you don't have to stick to linear mm-hmm. stuff, you don't have to stick to continuity. You can write a one off.
4: If you need help designing any like geometric like props, I can like get the angles and measurements for any of those.
0: I'm gonna write that down. I will let you know. I am gonna send you when I can. I wrote it down when I can. The anti-life equation. And this was literally me being bored in an algebra class and having a philosophy class next. So I just started doodling on a paper, and then I actually wrote it into a term paper for the philosophy class. So is that, it was it was an intro to philosophy, so it didn't. I didn't even have to do that. I just did it because I was bored.
4: I want to see if like any of the terms in that equation can be written in terms of other terms, so you can simplify it into something. Oh, you see like, if you can try to
0: simplify life, huh?
4: Well, like like, I mean <laughs> the the Ryan, equation. To do to do that? I like that. Well, it's it's a lot
0: of letter letter things, and I just choose letters for the first word of what I wanted to represent, just because that's the easiest way to do it. But, I, yeah, he'll understand what it means. Yeah. But I wrote the paper explaining what it's supposed to mean. It's just, it was a fun little exercise. And one Halloween, we had a whole debate where I told my friends to tear it apart for me. We, we had a Halloween party, and we were bored after beating a stuffed animal, Care Bear, with a stick.
5: And next, we're going to... Sure, this is theory of mine. Uh-huh. Well, because I had a dry
0: race board in my barn, and we hung up a stuffed animal to just beat with a baseball bat, and we tore its head off, so
5: right.
0: it was a Halloween party. Hey,
5: I'm not saying anything against it.
0: Parties are parties. Do, 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 do. So I have lots of genres I'd like to see in the story. Um, something fantasy I wrote, something sci-fi, um, cyberpunk even. <laughs> Perhaps something with magical and elemental powers. Oh, I forgot I had this thing called Amalgam Mythos. So when I was uh, like 12 years old, I was obsessed with Mortal Kombat, the game. And somebody wrote in like a joke to GamePro Magazine back when that was still a thing. I was obsessed with the whole culture of video games, was terrible at playing them. I barely ever played video games. I I stuck with Mortal Kombat because I could play that. Because it was very short matches and turned it way down to easy. (laughs) Um, But somebody wrote into the magazine about a joke about this game called Holy Fighter. And the idea was a whole bunch of mythical characters in a fighting game that would fight each other. So I invented this whole like three-person battle sequence, because at that time that hadn't been a thing. It was usually one-on-one, instead of having a third player in there. Like a neutral race. So there'd be good versus evil, and then there's a neutral. But then all the characters I was obsessed with mythology all came from various mythologies. So, of course, there's a god in there, but then there's, like, the Fenris wolf, and there's a gargoyle, and all kinds of her stuff.
5: Adventures.
0: <gasps> I think Slepnir was in there.
5: I think what's nice is that you're going to be broad enough with all of your genres that She's everybody imagine. can find something to be interested in.
0: That's what I hope.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. I don't know what I would do to Structa Queen, but I know we get good photos of her. That photo you saw of the Destructor King, which I might have here, I don't know. He's going to be the front cover. My friend took that photo because he's not. Nothing about that throne is in the first book because it was made before that throne was built. Uh, So
5: it has to be a second, second
3: book
0: thing. Yep. But I think at the end, the back cover should be the destructive queen. So from destruction to creation, which would then lead you to the third book later in the weird, which will be called Rise of the New Kingdom, which will be about the future.
5: There you go.
0: And it's a personal journey too because I lost my first studio. That house I used to own was my dream studio. I built my dream studio there. But I I let it go into foreclosure because I graduated college, couldn't get a job out there, and my son lives in Painesville. I don't get a choice of where he was. Yeah. So I live in a shitty apartment. Eventually, I hooked up with Ingenuity, so now I can create some things. Yeah. Um, I even, at one point, they made, I still owned the house, and they sent contractors in to secure the house that I still owned. Mm. And they stole the sump pump to the basement. So the whole basement filled up and rendered the house unlivable. Everything that runs the house was in the basement. I had kept the power on after. I moved out, but I was, every couple of weeks I would come back, I would check on it, I left the power on, because I knew the basement would flood immediately if you let that sump pump go off. The electrical panel of the whole house was under that water. Um, oh. It, it had well water, so it was a water treatment system, the water heater, everything was down there, the furnace.
5: So do you hope to eventually like get some land again and be able to build? Uh,
0: you... I'm That part in my life might be gone. Um, it's a hard balance because I could create anything I wanted out there and had so much freedom, I couldn't do shit with it. I was too far away. I hate living in cities. This, I can mentor, I can tolerate, but a bigger city, so going any closer to Cleveland would probably be a little beyond my comfort zone. Like, I don't mind going into Cleveland. I hate just living there. I hate the traffic, things like that, the lack of freedom. Um, I don't mind doing things there. I just don't want to live there. And mentors already giving me enough trouble. People look at me shifty when I'm trash picking. It's a lot easier to trash pick in Asheville County.
5: Um, Every once in a while, i treat yourself and go out there.
0: Mm-hmm. But nobody told me I couldn't put a 10-foot cross made out of TVs in my backyard. <laughs>
5: there you
0: go. Or set it on fire. That was illegal. are pretty... That was illegal, but there was no one to stop me. <laughs> There's no cops out there. Yeah,
5: they don't usually... There's
0: no cops. No one stopped us for Destructicon either, although we had lots of people that would slow down their car and just stare as they drove by. In, the speed limit on that road was like 55. Out of jealousy, I'm sure. Oh, no, they were fucking terrified. <laughs> and then they would see us looking at them and would speed up again. Because <laughs> we are all wearing these jazzy masks. Oh, half of it was, half the event was literally about feeling like a badass. It was about getting mm-hmm. out that rage and anger and anything that might be holding you back. Yeah, I called it an art event. Most of the people who showed up was yeah, just for that the thrill factor of breaking shit. Yeah. I mean like... Um, the rage rooms. It's kind of like a big scale version of that. Okay. Which I do want to try to get one of those at Room let. I want to put a destructor room together. That'd be fun. It, if they let me. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe something with vampires? Supernatural? Uh, dream logic is perfectly acceptable. Oh yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah, Can't not do to, nothing. We I mean but about Four years ago, for New Year's, uh, we had the back of the warehouse. And we were collecting, like, you know, a lot of people throw their dishes and glasses and all that, bottles, and then we just
0: smashed it all up. Aiden is out in the back there smashing up the videotapes like, all the know, time.
4: Throw, we have, like, uh, bowling balls, bats.
3: Hammer, I mean you can throw the the stuff yourself.
0: So we made custom uh, weapons for this event. One of them is called the wrecking ball. I still have it. Imagine a bowling ball. You wrap it in uh, four belts, and then you wrap that in duct tape. So you can go (laughs) I still own that. I put a little smiley face on it, too. uh, I must use this The home wrecker is a steel baseball bat filled with concrete. You have to tape the shit out of it, or the concrete falls right out. Cause you break it when you get right. the base. heavy.
5: Is that bad?
0: It's pretty heavy. It's it's sitting alone. up on my uh, my wall.
5: That is a strong wall. Uh, you have a lot
0: I make sure I put up stuff in studs. You don't
4: want them when you want them to break it; they just don't break.
0: <laughs> we uh, hitting a TV with a baseball bat is ineffective. Hitting a TV, like the black hitting plastic, a TV yes.
5: A Wii remote, though.
0: Or if you try to hit the front, though, you're just going to hurt yourself. Um, unless you fill it with concrete. A sledgehammer oh, okay. works fine, though.
3: Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, there, I have a YouTube channel, so you can check out all of them. There were seven events.
1: Uh, you have the video, oh, my God. Showheads. The,
3: from, Show uh, the world you? of destruction, right? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Did you have yeah. the videos from Destructicon? Of destruction, yeah. Yep. What? <laughs> what?
4: Oh, that, that's cool facts. <laughs> oh my.
0: <laughs> um, so the religious aspect, the thing is called the word. And religious religion is used very loosely in that. It's basically like anything that you worship is basically the words, the iconography behind it. Iconography? Oh, iconography. Yes. So anything that you say can be true is true because we say it is true and we make it up on the spot.
1: I need to, okay.
0: That's in Lord's Temple basement.
1: At some point, I want to introduce you to my friend Aiden and it's gonna be hard because uh, they live in Chicago, uh, but they come here uh, uh, every couple weeks
2: because- um, Ooh, I have because... a Mobius
1: script. That's a complicated thing. Because they're they're the Judas Priest I was telling you about. Um,
0: speaking of an Aiden, the, those two sculptures you see there, by the way, in those pictures, 14-year-old helped me build them. Sometimes he didn't like me very much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This, what? Is, are you the uh, man? Dabs. Dabs. They're, cute. Is this They're
3: so small. small. Oh, yeah, stuff yeah that is me.
0: Sorry, I also put up videos of my son on there. That's my <laughs> son playing a piano. <laughs> Go into the playlist.
1: No, I to, like, That's, I me. The, That's me. There was another one on here, too. I
2: don't I can... Go. Uh...
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's you. Go there into you the
0: playlist, you'll find Destructicon, you'll find an art playlist. So, a long time ago, my friend thought he wanted to do radio plays, kind of podcast style. So, we had like weeks, a few weeks' worth of sessions where we jotted down ideas. I want to reuse some of that content. One of them was called The Maker's Verse, it was about this universe of artists and creators who are all basically gods to us but they're artists who make their own little worlds. Think of like a factory that pumps out these little kits for artists to make their own worlds and it's all just a big-ass art project for them. But to all the people living on it, we could just be someone's little art project. Like, Hey Zeus was one of the guys that ran the engines to create the worlds. And then uh, I think one of the storylines, relied on the fact that somebody was getting in trouble because one of the artists gave his creations in the world choice. Uh-oh. Gave them free will. And that was considered really taboo and against the rules. Because then, what if they choose to do the wrong thing? All right, so just a framework for those of you who are writers, who's familiar with the Spoon River Anthology?
4: I am. I'm not a writer, but like i like, like, it. I, <laughs> I,
1: saw, I saw it performed once. Is so like good. every
0: story in there is from the perspective of someone in this graveyard. I'm hoping at some point I can like throw a character at someone and get something like that pitched out too. Ooh. So you can just write their own story. It there can be an origin story, it could be a biography, it can, or it can just be they're doing this thing.
1: Yeah, I, I would be happy to 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 like like play around with any of these.
0: Um, if you guys, and I know I already have some of you guys anyways, but if you'll write down your name and email, I'll send you this Google Drive link that has all these files.
3: Yay.
0: And then you can oh, peruse. It is a massive amount of content. I bet it's, it's I'll send messy, you a little guide that says where to start. Because it also includes those books. Every idea I've ever had for this goes in there. The Mobius script I was just telling her about is in there. Um, Eli's burlesque stuff, which is what is Monsieur Monarch. <laughs> is in there. Oh, okay. Eli's the name of the person I based it off of. Is that oatmeal? Um,
1: yes. I thought I thought I recognized the art stuff. Yeah. Oh uh, oatmeal got, got got some I really want a guy named
0: Edward Thomas Cetera.
1: Oh yeah,
0: see, you got it. Oh. <laughs> the great lie. That's his name of his story. But that should be one of that uh, Where's where did she say that? Ambivalenties. Yeah. Maybe he could be the first of There
5: you go. Look, building it.
0: Because I wrote his story, it's called The Great Lie. By using the concept of grand faloons from Vonnegut's Cat's Cradle. Such a cheesy name, too. Mm-hmm.
3: William Gibson. You mean, if you guys are into sci-fi, like in a
5: gentle, like, uh, you should
0: look into William Gibson.
5: Like if I'm He's a classic writer who invented quick, the word no,
4: cyberpunk.
5: Oh, my yeah, time, cyberspace.
4: Cyberspace. Yes. Uh, he wrote Johnny Mnemonic. Wow. Okay. What was the one? Uh, the, the et cetera person? Oh, Edward Thomas, et cetera. I, I said I wrote the con... Anne Percy Sand. Anne Percy Sand.
3: doesn't <laughs> <laughs> <Anne Percy Sand. laughs> <laughs>
4: A P A- B-san. I was like, I why is this I'm like, I'm on the
3: E-san, that's why.
5: Yeah. It's like a permanent thing you
2: guys get. That's, that's i not sure well, spec- if like,
4: no, I, M- I am in jail. I realized, wait, it's Am person, not Yeah, <laughs> no, I like it. No, Am is fine, though. We can take a
0: little bit of license with our uh, pun names.
5: Oh my gosh, guys, it was so nice to meet you all. I if, if possible, I'd love to come back. This was a lot of fun. I just live on the west side, so I should probably get going soon. I
0: fully understand. I'm looking out there and seeing the weather. Is it yeah. nine right now? Because I, I live on it, so like, in Lakewood, and I get up. It is eight fifty-seven.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't even, I Did
0: get everyone my write their stuff down? I, think I got mine down. Maybe. I didn't get them. Do they have a pen over there? They might need that.
3: Okay. okay. Well, you
0: have my info, right? I got you. I I don't have an email, but I got your Facebook. I can send you a link through there if you're interested. Yeah. You have my phone number too. Yeah. For this, i got to send a Google Drive link, oh, just because there's a lot of stuff. So if I send it to you in something, you might have to oh, say, give okay, me right access, right and I'll crank right, it. You know. I just, it's got to go through the email system. Oh, great, if I use my Kent
5: account. I just started to say my... I can, I can be as gentle to buyer, so
0: I'm like, do it now. Uh, yeah, we'll need to do check things, and someone's check I want to hop onto so I can get it for free. My food. I have a coupon to buy one, get one free.
2: Oh, you can hop on mine
0: Cool. I'm going to just pan it to for a minute just as a reminder. Okay. Whenever she comes around with this stuff. Okay, feel free to steal books. I forgot to mention some of the Jigsaw books are back in that stack that's over there too. And I'm going to hit stop recording. Watch us suddenly say something brilliant now that
3: I've hit Stop. Nobody's talking the rest of the night. <laughs> Speak with your eyes.